Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 560 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, Denise Lewis, former Olympian, and Mike Warner, who is a fish advocate, talk about the fun of eating seafood and how good it is for us. We'll be hearing from Adette Toilette about some of the interesting smells that people would like as a perfume. We'll be meeting up with Lollipop Theatre Art about their forthcoming production of Avenue Q. Also... We'll be finding out about Story Terrace and how you can tell your family story in book form. And Donchez will be along with a bit of a, a musical way of making sure we follow the virus safety measures. Have a few tunes from him too. But first of all, on the 28th of June, Tony Christie is going to be back at the Grand. This time he's going to be joined by the Nelson Riddle Orchestra celebrating the music of Frank Sinatra and Friends. And he joins me on the line now to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. I trust we find you well. Yes, busy, good. I've got my family over from Belgium, so I'm, you know, running around shopping and <laughs> taking them all over the place. Making the most of the family. Yeah, everybody in my family, they're all in show business, all, they're all in university, doing plays in university and all that kind of thing. So they're all uh, graduating, waiting to hear the good news, hopefully today, that my, my granddaughter's got into the boa in Birmingham, which is a, a, you know, a show business sort of school. So, we, you know, they seem to be following my footsteps. Absolutely. Well, you've led them a good example, I think, haven't you, to be fair? Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the last time we saw you at the Grand, as well as at your concerts, you did Ladies' Day. And it must be great being associated with the venue in the heart of Wolverhampton. And to have, you know, when it came to Ladies' Day, the Grand was really the only place we could ever have seen Tony Christie doing the Tony Christie songs in the show. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to be honest, I mean, the Grand's a fantastic theatre. It really is. It's got such character. Since I left during the ladies' day, they've actually uh, they've decorated the, the the dressing rooms and put you know it's made it very modern now. It's it's it's, it's up to date now. So uh, yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward to doing this with Chris uh, Nelson with his son Chris because Nelson left all his arrangements which he did for Sinatra and Nat King Cole and all these and Ella Fitzgerald, all these great singers. And then I got a phone call about a year ago from Chris. He says, I'm over from America. He says, and uh, I've heard you sing. He says, and I'd like you to do uh, do some songs with the, with the, uh, the Nelson Middle Orchestra. I said, I said, I don't believe this. When I was a kid, 14, 15, whatever, my hero was Sinatra. Mm-hmm. My dad brought all these, uh, when he came out of the Air Force, he, he, he brought these, uh, these records. It was all, all the great American singers, that, you know. And uh, I, well, that's what I wanted to sing. But of course, by then, you're talking about the 50s and 60s. It was finished by the 60s, basically. Uh, big band music was more or less dying out. And so I, I finished up, you know, singing in pop groups. Uh, but for this to come around now, I just can't believe it. I can't well, wait to do it. It's going to be an absolutely amazing night. Say so with the the hits of uh, the likes of Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, yeah. and I would say these people from the the Great American Songbook, and yeah. it's, it's got such an amazing feel to it. And as you say, you you grew up listening to this, so there is no one really better placed to to do this in the current market. I hope so. Uh, that's good. basically, to be honest with you. I mean, I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a singer like that. You know, the the old crooners. 
Mm-hmm. But of course, things change. You get married, and you start having a family, and you get offered a job in a pop group, and <laughs> you don't turn it down. And that's how I graduated into pop music. But but certainly so, the the music that you'll be performing here, I think your audience who follow you everywhere and came to see you in Ladies' Day, come and see your solo concerts at the Grand, they're going to enjoy this feel as well, aren't they? Well, it's yeah, because it's it's basically Nelson really left all his arrangements to his son uh, Chris, who is who is uh, conducting the orchestra. So the um, yeah, absolute uh, Nelson Riddle arrangements, it's, uh, I can't believe it. Still can't believe it. So it's going to be basically authentic sound, somebody whose voice is going to suit all of this, and of course your knowledge of the music, having listened to it when you were young and, and grown up on it. Um, yeah. it's, it's it's almost like you were made for this day. Well, I mean, I, I, just, I still can't believe it's happening. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a dream of mine, and I thought, well, it's never going to happen. And then out of the blue, a phone call, and I just can't. I'm still there, sort of trying to come to terms with it. <laughs> so, with these songs, I mean, have you got an absolute favourite that's, that's a real personal classic for you that you know you're going to be singing? Bass, I mean, you, you, <laughs> everything that Sonata recorded was all was, was fun, for me anyway, fantastic. So, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing everything. I mean, you've got, you've got to do all these, you know, your my ways and all that, but the swing, the, the swing ones as well, you know. Um, I, I just can't believe it. I'm not. I can't. I can't wait to start. We start in May, and then we, I think we've got. A, we've put about fourteen dates in so far. It's mm-hmm. it, it basically an, an experiment to see what would happen. You mm-hmm. know, and it's since we're taking off, and there's been there's been uh, calls from uh, some big casinos in America and in Canada that would would like to put put the shows on for a week at a time. You know, which um, great or even more. <laughs> it's a case of see it here in Wolverhampton first. Yeah. <laughs> Great to take this uh, around the country. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you taking it around the world. And uh, with, say, the the Grand and, and your links to the theatre now, basically, it's become your home theatre, hasn't it? It has. Uh, it, it is one of my favourite theatres. It, it feels very homely anyway to go in there. Yeah, and I, I, when I did Ladies' Day, I couldn't believe that. The, the atmosphere in the place is great. And what do you think you'll take away from uh, this gig itself? Uh, hopefully, a, a long-lasting friendship with the uh, the likes of Chris Riddle and uh, everybody in the the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. But also, I, I assume some new special memories added to the original memories that you have for the songs. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I had the original '78 that my dad brought back because he was he was stationed in uh, India and um, Egypt during you know when he was in the RAF. And he brought all these, but and he didn't give me he didn't give me them until I uh, one day came back and all my mates were into Elvis Presley and rock and roll and all this. And he just went upstairs and brought these records down and said, "Forget those, just listen to that, <laughs> listen to this music. That's that's the music." And I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is the, the the real, true, authentic sound we're going to be getting. Your voice uh, alongside the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. And we are basically promised an amazing evening of entertainment. I think so. I hope so, anyway. We know from what we've seen of you at the Grand in the past, you will absolutely do your part. It is the 28th of June. 01902 429212 is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets online. But Tony Christie, an honour to speak to you. And I'm sure as much as it will be an honour for you to perform this music on the stage of the Grand. I'm looking forward to it. Speak to you soon and we look forward to seeing the show. Thank you. All right, we'll see you there.
In a couple of interviews' time, we'll be hearing from Donchez about his message to make sure we control the coronavirus. All about washing your hands, killing and binning it if you blow your nose. Uh, meanwhile, though, his album is now available in HMV in Wolverhampton. So let's take a little bit of a listen to one of the songs from it. This is Wiggle Wine. Wiggle Wine Girl. Lollipop Theatre Arts at the Prince of Wales in Cannock on the 30th and 31st of March with the wonderful school's edition of Avenue Q. Some of their number join me now with their... Some of them are puppets, you may have spotted that. The the, the puppets are the rehearsal puppets. Don't tell the puppets, they don't know. Uh, And the rest of the gang are doing a fantastic job with the show. Hello, everyone. Hi. Right, Okay. so let's start at this end. Who are you and who is your friend? Um, I'm Max and this is Princeton. Okay. next. (laughs) Um, this is Nikki, and we are Abby and Katie. Okay. <laughs> I'm Ellie, and this is Kate Monster. Okay, okay. So that, that is the gang we have with us, and they are going to be doing their bit with. So it is the school's version, which means there's no naughty bits, are there? 
They're saying they're, no, they're shaking their heads. Um, but uh, it, it's still an amazing show. Brilliant comedy, fantastic songs. What's your favourite bit? Um, mine's probably everyone's a little bit racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That bit is still in the show. Um, but uh, it's uh, a, a, a great way of exploring. I would say lots of things. Like that, that song itself and, and the story around it, it reflects life, and it, but it does it in a fun way that makes us all think a little bit, doesn't it? And has it, it brought it to your attention a few things as you've gone along? Has it been a surprise for any of you? Well, yeah, I think it kind of does address some of mm-hmm. real-life issues, and it kind of brings life to the way that people react to it normally without... Being, without being offensive, but, yeah. you know, how real people do actually respond to these kind of things. Absolutely. And, but it's, I say, it's, it's a good fun show with great music, and it is there to, to, to maybe test us a little bit and make us think about what we're doing, but equally have a good time at the same time. And, and what's it like working as, as two sides of a puppet? Well, it's, it's a bit difficult because one of us can't walk one side of the stage and the other walk the other. Because <laughs> you have yeah. to remember your stage direction, don't you? Yeah. And so, again, the Lollipop Theatre is doing a fantastic job of keeping you under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Hard, but I think we've got it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, as, uh, with Kate Monster over there on the end, I mean, she's obviously got a massive part in the show, as is Princeton. It is a bit of a story about these two, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, that is yeah, a bit of fun. Are you enjoying that? Yeah, I, I really like my part in the show because she's really innocent, but at the same time, she has some choicey songs <laughs> to do. But... It's, it's really interesting playing my part, yeah. Um, when you're doing a show like this, um, obviously you're doing what's really a full-on professional show. You may not be being paid for it yet. That is going to come, though, isn't it? You are going to get paid at some point in your <laughs> theatrical career, do you believe? Hope so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's worth putting all the work in then. But, I mean, it, it is also about enjoying yourself, isn't it? And uh, it, it must be great being part of uh, the, yeah, the, the, the Lollipop Theatre Arts family. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... It's like a really close family, and I, and I was I'm quite like, late to join, but a lot of the people in the community that we do, like they've been like friends since they were like super young, and they've mm-hmm. known each other for like five-ish years now. So, <laughs> so it's 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 good to be part of. So we we know what your favourite bit is uh, in the show. Everybody else, what's yours? Um, and you two got to share a favourite bit in some ways, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, mm, I like. Mm, Life outside your apartment's quite good. I like okay. the more. You both agreeing on that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and? I like, I just like the part of Trekking Monster because it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just crazy. It's really funny. And, and, and the whole thing is, and it works around a massive set as well, doesn't it? So have, have you seen that yet? Not yet. Are no. you excited to see that? You've seen photos? Yeah. 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 That's going to be it good. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Right, so it's all coming up. It's not far off now. It is Monday the 30th and Tuesday the 31st of March. It's taking place at the Prince of Wales. Obviously, there are concerns around coronavirus at the moment. Any tickets that you buy are safe because if it does get pulled, depending on government legislation, then it will take place later on. So you will still get to come and see the show. The work that they're putting in is still valid, isn't it? Yes. So you're going to look forward to the show whenever it is, but the plan is 30th and 31st of March, yeah? Yeah. What should they do? Get the tickets? Yeah. They're all good at saying yes. Get yourself down there. Make sure you have a great time with it. Lollipop Theatre Arts, doing the business at the Prince of Wales in Cannock. Have a fantastic time. Break a leg, enjoy the show, and make sure your hand gel before you put the puppets on, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a fine, fine line between a lover and a friend. 
And there's a fine, fine line between reality and pretend. And you never know till you reach the top if it was worth the uphill climb. There's a fine, fine line between love and a waste of time. If someone doesn't love you back, it isn't such a crime. But there's a fine, fine line between love and a waste of your time. And I don't have the time to waste on you anymore. I don't think that you even know what you're looking for. fine fine line between together and not and there's a fine fine line between what you wanted and what you got you gotta go after the things you want while you're still in your Time. 56% of the UK is planning to eat more healthily this spring with seafood including sole, crab, monkfish, mussels and herring high on the menu. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Mike Warner, sea fish ambassador and food writer and also Denise Lewis, OBE Olympic gold medalist. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, uh, first of all, the, the, the food of the sea. Uh, here in the Midlands, it has to travel a little bit to get to us, but that doesn't make it any less worthwhile eating, does it? Not at all. No, you are in the middle of the country there, but, um, you know, you've got access to some very good fishmongers in the Midlands. Um, and, you know, you're centrally placed, actually, aren't you, to uh, to get in seafood from all around the coast, so northeast, south and west. So, um yeah, and there's no reason why you shouldn't uh, be excluded. Yeah, and when it comes to thinking about he- eating healthily, I mean, seafood is getting to be much more popular and uh, over things like avocados, which are also known for, for yeah, being great for a, a source of brilliant nutrients. Absolutely, but of course you've got these, these wonderful um, uh, fish and shellfish species right on our doorstep. You know, we're not importing um, seafood, well, we are importing seafood, but... We, we need to actually highlight the species that we've got in our own British waters. And, of course, you know, they come at a, at a very, um, in a very sort of nutritious package uh, in, a, in a huge variety. Um, and I think we just need to, we need to connect more with that. So mm-hmm. eat, uh, eat these products seasonally. 
and at their best and uh, and find out a bit more about where we can go to uh, to, to source local seafood. Yeah. Um, and when I say local, I mean UK. Yeah. I mean, the UK is effectively going to have much more control over our own waters and what is fish from them. And we've already mentioned a few at the start of the interview. But uh, when it comes to something like Pollock, uh, Coley, or, or uh, is it Saith it's also uh, described Saith, yeah. as? I mean, that is something which has been used for a, a number of years now as an alternative to cod, which is in in some places been overfished. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, fish populations by their very nature, um, you know, vary and they come and go. And of course, that's why we have fish management measures. Um, but yeah, uh, coli and safety, you know, are very good alternatives to cod, um, as is hake. Hake is on our list as well. You mm-hmm. know, that's now fished uh, very responsibly in, in Scottish waters and also in Cornish waters, um, where it's, uh, it's fished down there. And it's an MSC, Marine Stewardship Council species. So, you know, you know that that, uh, that fish has been uh, ethically sourced, if you like. It's gone through a lot of steps to uh, to achieve that accreditation. And, of course, it's incredibly delicious as well. So that's that's really good one to look out for. Now, Denise, uh, I know you have had people looking after your diet alongside you for a number of years during your campaign uh, in the Olympics and beyond. And, uh, of course, yeah, fish has played a, a natural major part in your diet. It has, but that relationship that I've... I've acquired um i love has, has been formed for many years before you know my olympic success you know i think parents have a big influence on how how their children eat um and my mom was that person for me she introduced me to fish very early on and back when we had a lovely market in wolverhampton you know we could get fresh fish um and all all sorts of things fresh markets you know um and so I used to go to the market with her on a Saturday morning and she'd pick out her fish. You could look at it. You could look into the eyes of the fish that were there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd bring it home, watch her prepare prepare it and, and cook it. And so when you have that relationship, tactile, you can smell the aromas of fish cooking, um, you know, the lovely ingredients that go with it. Um, those things don't leave you. And it's something I introduced to my children now that I'm a mother of four. Uh, very early, you know, my 14-year-old, 14-month-old little baby boy has already started with his um, fish, fishy diet, you know, <laughs> um, part of his, um, you know, balanced diet and introduction to food. So it's, it's really important. And as I said, parents have a, a real role to play. Yeah, it's a, it's a great source of protein. And if you're thinking about maybe eating less meat, uh, certainly the uh, the environmental impact, as long as it is sustainably sourced, fish is a uh, a much better way of enjoying that protein if you're not looking at going vegan or vegetarian. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a great um, it's a great substitute for a lot of things. I mean, if you look at something like um, mussels, you know, which are uh, a sustainably grown, rope grown down in the southwest and in Scotland. Um, you know, those those particular that particular species has a very very low environmental footprint. In fact, it's almost carbon neutral. You know, it's one of these uh, one of these species which uh, it takes nothing to grow. There are no artificial inputs in growing that protein. It takes probably about 14 months from from the seed to actually getting a a mussel which uh, which is um, edible uh, and saleable. Um, and of course, you know, you've still got the, the protein. You've got all the nutrition in there. Very easy to cook. Very, very simple, um, and that's the sort of thing that we need to start getting on menus more as an alternative to some of the, the plant and an agriculturally produced protein, which perhaps might have um, a varying degree of input. 
Yeah, certainly a much more intense farming method than you see in the sea. And when you're picking up your omega-3, zinc and vitamin D, uh, they're all vitally important parts of our diet. Yeah, I mean, I'll hand over to Louise, uh, to Denise on that one, because really she's, she's you know, she's had to utilise all those in her career um, to, to a very, you know, high degree. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, um, you know, when you've been training as much as I have, and especially at the height of my career, you know, recovery is absolutely everything. You know, coming back from a hard session, you're trying to get um, as much um, nutritional value, um, uh, contents back into your muscles um, to aid recovery so you can live to fight another day of training. So those essential vitamins and nutrients are are, are absolutely key. And, you know, I've noticed also um, away from athletics, you know, my mom is well over 60. I'm sure she won't um, mind me saying that. You know, she's also changed her diet and she's trying to yeah, eat less meat, more fish, um, the aches and pains start creeping in, hips, knees and whatnot. And so she's trying to maintain good um, muscle function and, and, and boost her immune system as she's getting older. And, and fish is a great way of doing that. And I think oily fish as well, sure. you know, from that point of view. I mean, um, you know, fish oil um, is a great lubricant, if you like, right. for, the, for the body. It's, it's, it's one of those natural products which... Um, which enhances your your movement. Yeah, and so many people are trying to go to you know uh, health shops and and take those things in across, over the shelf, yeah. over the counter when you've got perfectly great um, uh, species of fish. And you've uh, got it all in one one package. That's right. You? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you talked about the markets earlier on. I think in the in the fantastic new market we have in the city centre, uh, I think there is a fishmonger down there. So actually go on and go on site, look at what's available. And as you say, you, you get to see the food beforehand and you, you choose what you, you're going to go for. And particularly with some of the weather we've had, okay, the sun does shine occasionally, but the vitamin D and all this is really going to help, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, vitamin D, you want that for well, no matter what age you are. You know, from babies, the advice now is to give your child vitamin D um, from birth um, right through to you know your senior senior time of life. Um, it, it's a great source of vitamin um, vitamin D. Um, and as you said, the fish market. Yeah, I had fond memories of of that time of shopping with my mom. It, it was um, just the best. And and actually being tactile, as I said, mm-hmm. finding a fish that you enjoy learning how to cook it um, and and enjoying it. Fish, eating food and eating fish should be a pleasure, not a chore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, okay, then based on that, uh, I'm not going to ask for the full recipe, but a couple of dishes from both of you that you particularly enjoy with fish? Um, right, okay. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a great fan of including fish with rice, to be honest. So um, one of my... We were talking about... Uh, Denise was telling me she had mackerel for breakfast. Um, I think fish for breakfast is a, is a perfectly good thing so I love making kedgeree with smoked haddock um, or whiting or hake or you can use any sort of smoked fish in that um, so that would be one of mine but also just eating a fish on a bone cooking it on the bone something like a sole or a place um, or a brill something which is uh, which is going to get the maximum flavor by cooking it um, either over, over coals or on a barbecue uh, or just simply grilling it you know so less is more really and Denise and for me, um, I'm a big fan of rainbow trout. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband is a keen fisherman and brings a lot of it back home. <laughs> <laughs> but my freezer is, is full. Um, but it's it's really, he gets it filleted, so I don't have to play with the bones at all. And it's absolutely delicious and ready in, in minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice, nicely steamed, a bit of um, lemon pepper or, 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 or lime pepper, 
and you're away. Where can we go to find out more information about fish being the dish? So go to the uh, Fish is the Dish website, um, which is part of Seafish, and that will give you uh, lots of uh, pointers to um, to recipes and to fishy ideas and, uh, and fish nutrition and um, and just to learn a, a little bit more about the, the species we have around our shores. And then all is one word, fish is the dish on Insta, Facebook and Twitter. You can have a fantastic time on the socials enjoying your fish diet. Absolutely, any of those. Denise Lewis, OBE, and Mike Warner, Seafish Ambassador and Food Writer, thank you both for joining us. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank you. I'm only a man, I do what I can. Won't you understand? Chapter one of Genesis, honey. I'm only a man. I do what I can. Won't you understand? Chapter one of Genesis, honey. I'll make no promises, darling. I got a bad heart and one long. Girl want me to wine and get down. So sexy, so sweet and charming. Have mercy on me, my darling. I can hear my number calling. It's a blessing from above you're receiving. I'm only a man. Promises, darling.
Although the threat of COVID-19 from the coronavirus is very serious and we do need to make sure we look after ourselves and each other, there are some fun ways of doing it. I'm sure many of you have been singing songs as you washed your hands to make sure you're doing it for long enough. And somebody who's put together a song to remind us of all those things we need to do to protect ourselves is Don Ches, who joins me on the line now. Hi, hi. How are yeah. we doing? Oh, well, we're hoping that everything turns out okay, you know, and... Uh, music has got a really strong way of getting across and I just thought you know with everything going on I'll just reinforce it with a bit of music mm-hmm. you know lighten it up a bit and sort of um, take a light-hearted way of just getting it, it across because all the things that most of the things we've been asked to do is things that we normally do natural like you when you meet a friend or something you're your hand is out straight away to shake as a mark of respect. So by the time you know it, you've already done it. So I just thought in a musical sense, we'll just drive the message home a little bit more because we are asking to think out of the box, out of the norm of what we normally do. Yeah. And okay, so particularly in Wolverhampton, we've already had one resident of the city who sadly lost their life. Our thoughts, of course, with their family and everybody else who's uh, affected by it with the drive-through screening point there's been for uh, appointments only, you know, that sort of thing. It is very clear that it's something that we need to think about here in Wolverhampton. And certainly if we can get a message across that's you know, not, not, not tongue-in-cheek, but certainly a, a bit of, mm-hmm. of a fun way of reminding us. And uh, you, in the song, you actually go through the things that we need to do to protect ourselves. So what sort of things are you featuring in here? Yes, absolutely. You, you know, I'm saying like the, the the main one is like when you you you, you cough, you know, use tissue, and then you know, you bin it, you know, yeah, catch it, kill it, bin it, and that that's one of the main way of transferring this by just coughing your, your hand and wipe it on your clothes and you, you know you're basically um, carrying the virus around with you and easily yeah. passing it on to other people potentially so yeah, it's that, that sort of thing and it's, it's a message which we should know because it's what we've been trying to do to stem the the, uh, the spread of, of the flu virus in the past but obviously That's this right. is even more serious because without a vaccine we haven't been able to protect the vulnerable members of our society that is true and uh, you, you know putting it across in the song format as well sticks because songs <laughs> the thing power about music it sticks in your head mm-hmm. so even when you meet somebody and you, you're excited oh how you doing shake hands and that you got this song going on in your head so you're gonna remember yeah because sometimes you know you shake people hands because that's what you know that's what you do you know but right about now we need to just think uh, and really try all avenues to to contain this mm-hmm. you know Absolutely, yeah, the message out there, particularly with the number of events that have started to be uh, cancelled and postponed due to it, you know, it is it is worthless uh, making sure we keep this at the forefront of our minds. So tell us uh, about the song, what's it called? Well, it's called, <laughs> really, Coronavirus, um, No Hark and Spit. Now, I, a couple of weeks ago I was in Croydon, mm-hmm. and I heard him also, re- this guy, he just huffed and spat like and it, I, I was going for a meal and it really put me off my meal, but the message behind this is that you know um, that's the fun way. Don't hark and spit, you know. Just wash your hands, you know. Use your tissue and all those things. But that's that, that's what actually triggers something. You know, something I need to write. 
a friend of mine from London as well um, was saying about she's going to write a song. So I know a lot of people are just putting down it in, in a musical format. So dancers, I write about scenarios as well. So mm-hmm. it was natural. It was a natural process for me to just get my pen out and do my thing. Well, it, it is. Uh, you know, uh, the, the the best way of getting around this is making sure we're talking about this in the right way, doing the right yeah. things, and not only protecting ourselves, but protecting each other as well. Donches, we'll take a listen to the song now. Thank you for joining us, and uh, keep up the good work with the music. No, no problem. Blessing. Thanks for calling. Coronavirus. Dangerous. The only way to contain it. Kill it. No matter where the handshake is this, just alone with a nod on a wink. Be careful when you laugh, it's a tissue when you cough. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. No hawk on spit. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Wash your hands, sanitize with quick. Corona has spread, virus has been dead. A vibe pandemic can catch it, kill it, pin it. Wash your hands, sanitize, don't touch your eyes. You know, say so you got it, don't go and spread it. You know the routine, head for quarantine. The best solution is isolation. Save yourself and the nation. For us to survive, this virus must be mine. No matter with the handshake business. On a wink, be careful when you laugh. It's a tissue when you cough. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. No half on spit. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Wash your hands, sanitize real quick. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. No half on spit. Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Be careful when you laugh. It's a tissue when you cough. Wash your hands, sanitize real quick. Corona has spread, virus has been dead A vibe pandemic can catch a kill it, pin it Wash your hands and ties, don't touch your eyes You know, so you got it, don't go and spread it You know the routine, head for quarantine The best solution is isolation Save yourself and the nation For us to survive, this virus must be mine No matter with the handshake business Just hello with a nod and a wink Be careful with the lot, with a tissue when you cough Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it No half and spit Catch it, kill it, pin it, pin it. Be careful when you laugh, it's a tissue when you cough. Wash your hands, sanitize real quick. For us to survive, this virus must demise. Be careful when you laugh, it's a tissue when you cough. Catch it, kill it, pin it. New research has shown what smells we would like to see turned into perfumes or colognes, with some food and drink smells making it onto the list. Would you want to have the aroma of lemon behind your ears? To tell us more about the survey, I'm joined now by fragrance expert Adette Toilette. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, we're all good. And I mean, our entire world is full of uh, the sensory fun that is smell. And uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But are there really people out there who would like the smell of chocolate and coffee? It appears there are, yeah. I mean, what's fascinating about this um, piece of research from Auto Trader is that most of the smells that came back in the top 20 are not ones we would probably expect to encounter in a perfume. So um, there's clearly something happening which is to do with changing tastes um, and that we're wanting something different from the smells that we're spraying on and perhaps moving away from those sort of traditional classic perfumes that we've all worn for kind of the last 40 or 50 years. Now in this top 20, if I wanted to smell like a barbecue, cooked onions, whiskey or beer, I could just have a bit of a party around my place. You could, yeah, you could absolutely have a party around your place. Maybe bring, I think one of the other ones was um, with petrol, so make sure everyone parks up outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. A lot of the smells are um, 
things that we can all relate to. We've all got some sort of association or powerful memory uh, with, uh, linked to them, and um, and they're not they're not necessarily traditionally associated with attraction or smelling great. But actually, for a, for a lot of us we are enjoying them and we're going well you know what i know it's not for everyone but i'd quite like to smell of um of leather or new shoes or or the smell of a new car yeah well the smell of the new car i mean that is a smell of success isn't it it's i've got a brand new motor and there are often scents that are used by garages to to make a second-hand car smell new with a bit of a squirting around and it is the it is the manufacturing process that creates that smell in real life and a brand new vehicle though isn't it Absolutely, it is a manufacturing process and the smell, the, the genuine smell of a new car is very complex. I think there are upwards of 60 different compounds that come together to create that effect. So that's a mixture of the, the you know, you've got a lot of obviously new materials in the car, whether it's the rubber or the leather or the carpet. And um, when they're brought together, they give off this unmistakable smell. And yes, you're right. Um often that smell is then recreated to make a second-hand car smell better. But what's interesting is now, I think, I believe Auto Trader have released Ode a new car as something you can wear on your skin. <laughs> um, I think someone out there can buy it. Um, and, you know, it's this idea of capturing this very complex smell and recreating it in a perfume form that I think is what's new here rather than just us saying oh I love that smell and I'd like it when I walk in the car we're saying actually I'd like it when I go to the pub on a Friday night as well I think it's going to be yeah a definite improvement over the likes of Basil walking out with the what appears to be suntan cream on although that is a nice smell in itself uh, or yeah certainly better than bacon or a campfire but you know what? Even okay, bacon. Now that one, it is fairly esoteric in a way. But campfires, if you think about that sort of smoky autumnal smell, um, there are quite a lot of perfumes out there you can buy that tap into that. There, and we do have a lot of sort of positive emotions and memories we associate with that. So yes, you wouldn't want to go out smelling like burnt sausages on a barbecue, <laughs> but maybe that kind of wood smoky smell or that kind of the the aftermath of Guy Fawkes night, perhaps. Uh, so is new car smell going to be traditionally for men or women going forward, do we think? Oh, well, you know what? The thing is in fragrance is the whole gendered idea about men should wear this and women should wear that is being sort of totally challenged now these days. And lots of fragrances, they're not marketed to a particular gender, which I think is right because, mm-hmm. you know, who says something should smell manly or feminine? So I would have thought that, you know, anyone can. It's not. It's definitely not necessarily for men. And yeah, the uh, the smell of freshly cut grass. That again, that that if if that's one you could obtain by rolling in a field before then heading off to spray spray on the new car scent as well. <laughs> rolling in a field, yeah, get a bit of mud going. Yeah, and fascinating. If you look at the science of the smell of the cut grass, one of the key compounds in there. If you isolate it and smell it on its own, it can smell a bit like petrol. So there you go. There's a lot of overlap between these smells that's hidden that we might not know about. Um, and you can buy the thing that makes cut grass smell like it does. So you can you can do it in a slightly better way than just ro- rolling around in a field now, thankfully. <laughs> but we'll stick with the uh, the aroma of new cars. Say so, uh, a nice gender-neutral uh, fragrance. If you want to hear a smell of success and match your new Fiesta, then you're sorted don't you well yeah i mean clearly you are you can kind of go out and i mean i like i love the idea of someone walking down the high street and own a new car and 
people going, you know, you're in a shop and someone's saying, why does this smell like a showroom? What's going on? And then they suddenly realise it's someone queuing at the till. Um, <laughs> it's quite fun, this idea of subverting where we expect to smell something and bringing it into some surprising situations. And I'm, I, it'd be fascinating to see, you know, if there's a couple and one of them comes home wearing of it, what the other one might make of it, whether they'd go, oh, you you smell absolutely, and you, you know, I'm... You know, this is wonderful, let's um, get to know one another better tonight, or whether they're saying, you know, off you go, I can't I can't stand it. Well, you say, I think clearly your mind's going in the strange direction that mine's also going, and we can't say <laughs> half of what I'm thinking at the moment, so we'll probably leave that bit there. But what we can do <laughs> is we can find out more about the survey from Autotrader. Where can we go online to get that? That's right. So I think if you go to Autotrader's website, that's autotrader.co.uk, and then you look uh, slash owed a new car, you can see about it. Um, I think they were selling some, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure it's going to be the next, um, you know, the next one you'll spot at your local pharmacy. So you'll have to see if there's any there or <laughs> if they've, they've run out. I don't know. Check it out online and see whether you can still smell like a new car. Alternatively, just buy a new car and uh, smell <laughs> the smell that way. It's Auto Trader. I'm sure it'll be able to help you out with that one as well. Fascinating survey. Really good fun as well. That's the way we, we like it. A bit of a good news story. Uh, Adette Toilette, fragrance expert, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Take care. Why may I tell you? This lady, I took some convincing, you know. She nice, though, still. Ah, oh, boy. Met a young lady this morning Baby, you look so charming mm. I would like you to be my darling Trust me X amount of loving in the evening oh, She said, baby she said, she said, I could be your lady oh, I could be your lady She said, baby oh, she I could drive you crazy Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy. I'm about to date this evening Yeah, Maybe take you to a meal or a movie we could sit in the back row where the lights are low. You know them Whispers with nothing, conversation flow. Takes them on a kiss is the order of the day. Sounds convincing, what did she say? She said, maybe I could be your lady. She said, maybe I could drive you crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if I seem so pushy. At the moment, I'm feeling lucky. Mm -hmm. The vibes I'm feeling telling me you're appealing. Let's get together, destiny is forever. Me, Give us a chance and love will take over. Yeah. Give us a chance and love will take over. She said, maybe she said, she said, I could be. Morning, Ooh. baby, you look so charming. Right. I would like you to be my darling. Definitely. X amount of loving in the evening. Yeah. She said, Maybe she said, she said, I could be your lady. Oh, you look so. She said, Maybe oh, I could drive you crazy.
a date this evening Maybe take you to a meal or a movie you know, We could sit in the back row where the lights are low Whisper sweet nothing, conversation flow Nice. Takes them on a kiss is the order of the day Sounds convincing what did on, she say? She said maybe she said, she said, I could be your lady I seem so pushy. I didn't mean to be. At the moment, I'm feeling lucky. Irresistible. The vibes I'm feeling telling me you're you appealing. Let's get together. Destiny is forever. Give us a chance and love will take over. Give us a chance, yeah. Give us a chance and love will take over. Give us a chance. She said, maybe she said, I could be your lady. Just say. She said, How do you preserve family stories? We all have them, but not everyone knows how to tell them or how much of what's been passed down across generations is actually 100% true. To tell us more, I'm joined now by entrepreneur Rutger Brunning. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Jason. Now, uh, you have been a bit of a star over the weekend as you were on Dragon's Den. Yes, we were. That was quite an excitement uh, to, to finally see that on TV. Uh, and uh, Yeah, so I enjoyed that. Now, I haven't caught up with it yet because I've got to do it on catch-up, but I don't mind spoilers. So, how did it go? Because you're actually uh, pitching to uh, a, a great team over there. Have they invested? Um, we went in. We got a very positive response. We got two offers uh, from Tesh Lovani and Tukar Suleiman, and then we uh, shook hands with, uh, with Tesh on the deal. And... All of those dragons you'd be proud to have as part of your business. But, I mean, uh, Tej was a particular choice. I'm, I'm going to guess you're going to tell me that he was the one you were looking for when you went in the room. He was, actually. Um, my, my colleague didn't agree, Theo, who joined me on the show. He had another favourite, but he was my favourite mm -hmm. um, because we have a lot of um, people with, with really you know, interesting backgrounds uh, as clients. And, and, and Tej, uh, you know, he comes from a family business uh, where... You know, it's always very important to record the values um, of the older generation. So I thought the idea would really stick with him. And so now we are sitting uh, in a time whereby you're working on bringing this uh, product uh, to, to the whole nation. So tell us a, a bit about what it is you're doing, because uh, it is you know, a, a chance to use your product Story Terrace to make sure that we don't miss out on any of our family history. Yes. Um, what we do is we help people to turn their life story or their family history into a book so that it can be shared with many generations. And we do that um, basically by pairing people up with one of our professional writers. We've got around 150 professional writers across the UK mm -hmm. and we look at people's backgrounds and their personality to make a match where they feel really comfortable and really can talk well about their life so that um, every aspect of it is captured. And this all comes off the back of 30% really admiring what our parents have achieved, but have actually got fairly minimal understanding of how they got there. So it's a chance to make sure we don't lose out on things which may seem like you know, the mundane, but actually could tell an absolutely massive tale. Yes, I mean, we often really need to read between the lines to understand you know, our, our parents' lives, or we need to hear it from uncles and aunts. And uh, that's such a shame. And uh, this is really a way to create that space where it's 
comfortable and easier for them to tell their story so we can learn a little bit more about their lives, especially their lives before they have children. And this is something which is special to you because the time you spent with your grandfather in uh, the Netherlands uh, recounting stories from the Second World War. That's right, yes. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents over the school holidays and uh, we would play backgammon and he would tell me a lot of stories, including um, how he ran a small uh, resistance group in uh, in the southeast of Holland, uh, which obviously piqued my interest uh, as a young boy. And, okay, it might well be that uh, later generations haven't got quite the same tale, but if you're looking back to your parents being around in the 60s and grown up in a time of the Beatles and Flower Power, actually there may be some absolutely fantastic stories to tie in with some of the mementos they've kept, and all of these can feature in the final book, can't they? Absolutely. We People usually take great effort to find the most important photos in their life, and that really illustrates very beautifully each chapter. And uh, I would say I often get the question, uh, well, I want to record my grandparent or my parents' story, but who's going to read my story when I get a bit older? But obviously, you know, the times that we live in will be so different uh, 50 years from today. It will be just as fascinating. And how do you turn it into a book? I mean, is it a case of... Uh, you can go for the paperback version, or do people like to have a nice hardback edition to keep as part of the the, the, the family photo album and book collection? They do, because it's it's a document that they want to last for a very long time, a true keepsake, and we create hardcover, full-color books, very high quality, so that in 50 to 100 years, it still can be passed down. So you're printing onto top quality papers that we know are going to last because it's the same way as you'd want the story to pass on. Yes. And people do get a digital version as well that they can pass on. But we, we experience that clients really care about having that physical copy of someone that they care about and they want to preserve the story of. And it's through the use of these professional ghostwriters that actually turns into something you can be proud of as well because they will know how to get the best out of the source material. Yes, many people have the intention to write their own story, uh, but either they don't get started because they don't know where to start, um, or they get stuck um, because they're not professional writers and they may not enjoy the process of writing, especially about themselves, which is really hard, uh, as much as they thought they would. And when it comes down to that final product, it is something which you know, it could well be uh, a family gets together and the, you know, the grandparents are going to pass this on to you know, four or five copies to, to each of the groups of the family and they could be scattered all over the world. Yes, now we do have um, uh, you know, quite a few people that um, have lived abroad or who have uh, family members abroad and uh, we see that there, there's additional sort of interest to make sure that their heritage and their stories aren't lost. And it all starts as a as a prototype in the process, so they start to build up to see how it's going to work? Yeah, the way it works is we start with a questionnaire to help people bring back their memories and to help them decide on which things they really want to have in their book. From there, they get interviewed. Um, the writer writes a table of contents or a structure for their book. The client can comment on that, make some changes. And they write out the book, supply us the photos, and uh, they can make any changes they want so that the ultimate product is really how they feel that their life should be described. Yeah, because occasionally, I suppose, extra information comes about as soon as families start talking about the fact you're doing this. And it might well be you've got 80% of the story, but a great aunt comes in with an extra couple of bits when you've had a family get-together. Yes, and, uh, and they may have some photos that you didn't have. So we always encourage people to 
Now, when they want to jog their memory to go back to places um, where they used to go, maybe an old school uh, and meet someone there um, and to talk to family members as part of the process. So how do people actually go about getting one of these and how do they sign up and buy this product? Um, they can either come to our website, which is Story Terrace, that's T-E-R-R-A-T-E dot com, or they can give us a ring um, at 0208. 629-1001. Give us that number again. 0208-629-1001. Or storyterrace.com, as we say. Uh, but it is all about that personal process, isn't it? This isn't an automated way of doing it. This is about telling a story with a writer who's, who's a real person. Every book is different. Every experience is different. Every life is different. And, and that's our ethos. All we want is that when someone reads a book, it sounds like it's now, their parent or grandparent um, talking. Well, pop onto the iPlayer to watch the whole thing expand on Dragon's Den. That's from Sunday the 15th show. Uh, but for now, CEO and founder of Story Terrace, Rika Brunning, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's it all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 561 next week. Look forward to having you along then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.